Hey guys, George Mesa, third I Edify podcast. And I think we have rounded the bend and we're coming to the end here of my sequence of music episodes that I've had. It's really taken me on something of a journey. And it's always hard to tell from the perspective of the viewer, but there's been a lot of time spent of me thinking about what is next, what to do with the information. I'm not just trying to make a video here. You know, I'm actually trying to figure myself out. Where am I going from here? Not with the show, but with music and what I want to bring to the world. Because I've been a teacher for so long. I want to be able to teach people how to avoid the pitfalls of video games, music. There's so many different ways that you can get locked into that typical nine to five, you know, 55 plus hours a week person who is clearly not going to be happy with their lives and may not even be around to see what the rest of their life has to offer outside of work and sleep. Anyway, as you can see, I'm passionate about all this and where this path of music episodes, and I, I do hope that you've been joining me for all of them. I made a playlist on YouTube if you want to see where they all sit, but basically it's the past few episodes before this one. You can see that I've been doing a number of music episodes. And each one of them is trying to take apart what exactly is being used to manipulate us through music and all of the cultural things that it brings with it. In general. Everything from the way it's taught, music education, the way we listen to it, the way we play it, the way we learn theory, at a, at a scholastic level, at a, you know, graduate level, college level, whatever you want to call it. And I think the best place for me to at least stop, and I'm just, this is not the last music episode, of course, I am a musician till the end, but um, the, the next time I'm going to do one, I'm going to have a guest maybe, or I've got more um, interesting connections to make with astrology and things like that more of the esoteric stuff. But this particular episode is about the rituals that we have, particularly in the West, particularly in the country I grew up and was born in, the United States. There's a tendency to take ritual much, much farther than it was ever intended to, to use and technically speaking, abuse things more regularly than they were ever intended for usually to the detriment of our health and well-being, physically and psychologically and everything else. It's all part of inverting what your life is supposed to be to make sure the family unit at very base level of your life, the family unit you strive to create dissolves almost immediately and leaves a bunch of people out, lost souls, so to speak. And it really, it does work, unfortunately. And it usually only takes a television or a radio, as we will see here. But are we tricked into ritual as a society in this particular society? I would say, well, watch the episode and make a decision, but maybe you already are thinking yes or no. Leave a comment either way, please. And maybe we can just get into, as I often do, a little definition of what ritual the word means and where it may have come from. 
And I got this right off Wiki here. I have other sources that I get it from, but the Wiki one was pretty straightforward. English is from Latin, rituales. Rituales. And from Roman, ritus. R-I-T-U-S. And think of the right way to do something. Sometimes people just think of, you know, candlelight pentagram ceremonies of you know evil stuff going on with ritual, but you all take part in ritual every single day. And if you wake up and you either eat breakfast right away or coffee, whatever it is that you do when you first wake up, that is a ritual. If you brush your teeth right after that, this is a ritual. So certain rituals are daily, maybe out of habit, but overall, just for personal flow and well-being, there is a flow to your day. There has to be. Otherwise, you're just sitting in bed all day. So know that ritual is not a negative word, as more often than not, we have this strange stigma of things that we never look to explore ourselves. It's things that we're tricked into, as the title of this episode suggests. But think about that, rightus, the right way of doing something. It gives a brand new meaning to the right-hand path, doesn't it? Because that is the correct or the right, the way of good. It also, I saw that it may be from Sanskrit. Rita, R-T-A, the visible order. And in the Indo-Aryan, Vedic, essentially Indian, actually, religion, the lawful and regular order of the normal and therefore proper natural and true structure of cosmic, worldly, human, and ritual events. There's a very deep meaning here of what this word could mean at its core. And in psychology, there's ideas of ritual and how they affect us, of course. And sometimes it's used to describe a a repetitive behavior systematically used by a person to neutralize or prevent anxiety. Like you see people always you know, scratching at their hands, biting their fingernails and things like that. This is that kind of thing. And it can be a symptom of obsessive compulsive disorder, which are generally isolated activities. This can impair general function. Now, here's where I'm getting this more along the lines of how I'm thinking about it. Because I'm going to make a few non-musical examples first, just to give you an idea of where I'm, again, coming from with the idea that Ritual can be used to affect your general life, and this can impair general function. Think about that for a minute. As I discuss a few topics that came to mind when I was thinking about the music ritual that we have, and how different it is than most countries, uh, continents, whatever you want to think of it as. Think about tobacco, right? Some Native Americans believe that the smoke actually carried your thoughts and prayers up to the Creator, not something to abuse socially. And yet, so many people, regardless of the warnings, maybe it's a product of our society and the fact that you work and all you do is get taxed and you've got nothing when you're done. This is one of many reasons that people smoke. Many, many, many times a day. Sure, I've had cigarettes. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but you know, I certainly don't smoke now and when I did, it was just for fun. I just, everyone around me was doing it. And there were certain times when it was like, yeah, I'll have one, sure. But it's a ritual for a lot of people. And some people smoke more than one pack a day, as I'm sure you all know. And some of them make it to be very old, by the way. 
It doesn't just kill them simply because they do it, but no way that they're healthier than somebody who does not. That's impossible. And our bodies don't appreciate, especially the form of tobacco that is sold to us on a regular basis. You know, class A, parliament, Marlboro, whatever. Regardless of what the Marlboro package looks like or anything going on with Procter & Gamble or any of those Philip Morris companies, the bottom line is that you're sold a product that has far more things than tobacco in it. It's one of the reasons most people really don't want marijuana to become this very easy-to-access legal thing because who knows what they're going to start stuffing in it to treat it just like they treat tobacco. And weed, marijuana, whatever, is another one that I want to mention. I think that it's very easy to abuse that, especially that they're selling all these pens and gummies now. It's just what they wanted, really. Instead of you having to you know, carry a Ziploc with a little flower in your pocket and then you have to roll it up blight it, whatever. Now you can just get a gummy or a, you know, one of those vapor tanks. Who knows what the long-term effects of those vapors are going to be? It's hard to say, but inhaling one of those doesn't feel quite like inhaling a fire from a, <laughs> from a joint. And it's another thing that's, I assume, and based on some of the research that I did, it seems like it's definitely true that, you know, you watch Bob Marley, he's always smoking. But other than that, and the Rastafari culture as a whole or the thing, this is abused in our culture. And for the same reasons as tobacco, really. Maybe even more so because it's pretty much illegal in, in most places, but it's everywhere. And it's not the kind of thing that's going to go away. And I think, much like gun owners, most people that smoke marijuana are extremely responsible with it. And they know better than to just do it and then, like, you know, do it the moment their kids wake up and then, you know, lose their entire day not even knowing what's going on and their kids are doing whatever they want. Not really the case. Most people are what we call responsible potheads. And that's, it doesn't mean it's a guarantee. It's, yes, it is actually a gateway drug, and I do agree with that. It does give you the idea that maybe I could do some other things. But that's when you're young, and then eventually you realize that it's basically the safest thing you can do. And anyway, it's abused. We are tricked into the ritual of using it like crazy because of TV and movies. And that's how all of these things go. Without television, what would you, who would you be without television? I know you all grew up with it. So how different would you be without it? I say 99% of you. I know some people never had a TV in their life, but it's very rare in this country. Now, what about coffee? I am finding that, well, first of all, I'm finding a lot of people are getting off of coffee and finding alternatives, which is great because the type of coffee you usually get, let's just say Starbucks or Nespresso or Folgers, uh, Nescafe. First of all, they're, some of them are made by companies we shouldn't really be supporting. And there's stuff in there, just like cigarettes. Just like who knows what's in these, you know, marketed gummies and vapor tanks for marijuana. It's processed chemical stuff. You didn't get the coffee beans yourself. I'm half Colombian. So I know that my dad has actually seen the process, you know, seen the coffee beans laid out and had real fresh coffee with no pesticides. And I'm sure it's a hundred times different. And I don't know, but you know, it's better and it's better for you. And it's not abused. 
Maybe it's a morning thing for them. A lot of restaurants, you know, you have dessert, you've already had a, a wine or a beer or two. You've eaten far more than you should have because that's how it works at the typical restaurant around here. You get appetizer, salad, soup, dinner, dessert. There's alcohol involved, maybe even soda and water. Then you have a coffee and then you leave. Your body is not happy about that. Doesn't mean I don't do it, but times are different and I'm certainly not doing it like I used to. And it's not just because I'm older. I can eat, if anyone who knows me out there is watching, I can eat way more than it shows. I've got a double chin, but other than that, I don't seem like I'm ridiculously huge and I could eat a bunch of food, but I can. And it's not because how I was raised, it's my body type, but everywhere you go, portion sizes are another thing they trick you into. It's It's all related. I'm just making the case for everything here before I get into the music stuff, that we're tricked into all of these rituals as being the normal thing to do. It's really something. I'm not even getting into sugar and sweets. I'm not even getting into ice cream. Now, the two obvious players here, as we're getting closer into the music portion of the meal here, is TV video games. The radio kind of counts as the pre, the predecessor to television, but I highly doubt it was abused and technically, you know, just to use the right phrase or the wrong phrase in the right way, stared at for many, many, many hours and days at a time. It's an information thing. It was a light level of entertainment. You turned it on at a certain time of the day and you went to bed. I'm making assumptions based on the culture back then, but I have accounts to tell me that that is true. So it's another thing that with video games, especially television is the, the demon of all monsters, whatever. I get it. It's grabbed every old person there is. Most kids that have it once can't live without it. Um, 50, 60, 70 year olds too. I think they're, you know, they grew up in a culture that started to have more and more channels, more and more stuff, more and more entertainment movies that were so many different movies that now certain ones were catered to your lifestyle almost, or they had patriotic edge or some, some way to tap into your own psyche and televisions and video games. They steal your light. Of course, cell phones are involved here. And don't tell me that picking up your phone every five minutes is not a ritual that is obsessive compulsive and generally isolated activities that can impair general function, a repetitive behavior systematically used by a person to neutralize or prevent anxiety. Now, it doesn't mean you're preventing anxiety if you lift your phone up every five seconds, but if you find yourself in a situation where you can't go an hour without at least looking at it, you've been tricked into a ritual. And not a good one. (laughs) So... How does music fall into all of this? Is it going to be, hey, sit down back there. What are you talking about? Music can be on all day, every day, and it's fine. Well, that depends. We currently live in a time period, the most important time, I think, by the way, 
where not only is there constantly humming and buzzing from all the electronic things going on in your house, but, or the outside, there could be generator, trains, who knows what's near you. It's constant sounds, unavoidable cars, and things, waves are passing through your skull, your entire body. It's constantly experiencing noise in some form or another. This is already very bad. Is it music? It's frequency. So, yes, in a certain way. Now, are we meant to listen to music this often? We use tobacco daily, not the ancients. We use coffee daily, not the ancients. Not many times a day at the very least, not like we do now. And we certainly weren't tossing the butts to the side of the street back then, I'm sure, as other cultures respected the places where they lived. But before I answer that question, and I think the answer is pretty clear, yes, we listen very, very, very often to music, almost every single person I know. And even if they don't, if they have a certain type of job, there's music playing all the time. And you hope that it's not Muzak, because then you're going to hear the same 10 songs in a row for a while. And um, <laughs> I used to manage uh, KB Toys before they closed down in the 90s. And you have to change the disc. The Muzak would actually send you a disc to put in of the things they want. It was a CD player for the whole store. Oh, man. One time this guy came in, just to, just to be uh, in a certain way, this guy came in and said, man, this music sucks that you have to listen to. Oh, my God. And it was from The Mask. If anyone remembers, he did that little cha-cha-cha, something he's like, he's, he's got the maracas out. I don't remember exactly what the song was, but that's the song he heard. And if he didn't know the reference, so he's like, what do you guys have to listen to? He didn't know. It was from a popular movie at the time. But anyway, Muzak is that kind of thing. Um, it's there. We, maybe we weren't tricked into this kind of ritual, but if you're cleaning the house, you're blasting music. If you're driving, your music's going on right away. And if you're having, there are certain songs and bands for certain people that they do generally use to neutralize and prevent anxiety. Either you or someone you know does this. Definitely, it's impossible to avoid. Now, how loud they listen is a whole different topic that I may get to today. But picture getting in the car and not putting any music on. Picture it. It's not very common. People don't typically do that. Is this a ritual that we've been tricked into? Is there a grand purpose? Now, if I invented television with the purpose of manipulating and zombifying every single person that buys one, to eventually become this perfect mask-wearing, vaccine-taking slave, wage slave, that never has any time for their kids, and is convinced that they need to smoke and drink and have lots of coffee and play tons of video games and watch TV during the only few tiny minutes that they get with their children when they come home from work. If you think that, you know, that is clearly the plan, and I, I assume that it is, honestly. If I were the person who invented that, I would think to myself in a Bernaysian kind of way. Watch my episode, Unholy Trinities, if you're not sure about uh, Edward Bernays. I would think to myself, what about when they're not sitting down in front of the television? 
especially because a lot of them were far less mobile than they are now, the TVs, and there were no cell phones yet, right? Pre-cell phone. If I invented television with the intent of sucking the life force out of every single person that looked at it, for all the reasons I just listed, my next goal would be to grab them when they're not doing that. Now you can't, you're not supposed to, you can't watch TV when you're in the car. You can turn on music. Now, now, where is this going? What happens? What happens when you watch TV? Smart TV or the good old-fashioned cathode ray tube televisions of old. They pretty much got rid of, like, the light bulbs recently. And they changed over the light bulbs that are legally allowed. I'm sure that'll last. Dr. Herbert Krugman um, realized that TV activates the alpha wave state within 30 seconds. It places you in an unfocused and receptive yet with a lack of attention mindset or you know state of being within 30 seconds of turning the television on and i'm currently uh finishing up a book actually and one of the earliest things i wrote in there is take a look at an entire house as they're watching the super bowl does it look like you're sitting at church yes everyone's just you know zombified for real you can picture the hand coming out of the television just grabbing your face 30 seconds of turning it on and you're in this, you know, just, you're just lulled. That's what happens. And if I invented television and I wanted to do those nasty things to every single person, that's what I would be shooting for. Science can have results, as a matter of fact, and these are the kinds of results they've been getting. Um, his findings got advertisers to notice, as a matter of fact, what is advertised in secret? Once the alpha wave state hits... You can put subliminal ideas, messages, images, sounds inside of the programming, and it is indeed programming. Now, there was a neuro, neurofeedback trial in 2018, very recent. This is being recorded in late summer 2023. White noise was superimposed on classical music with noise level inversely correlating with normalized alpha wave state. Conclusion was that music-based auditory neurofeedback facilitated alpha wave induction. Okay. I think most of my viewers were either completely aware of the numbers or not surprised to hear that television knocks you into a dead state of zombified you know, I'll take it all in at any time and I need to buy these products now, viewer, within 30 seconds. But did you know that people were superimposing things over pre-recorded music? That you can induce alpha waves and you can, you can facilitate alpha wave induction in music. Now, if music was... Always just one simple melody, like it is for most rituals in most continents in the world. Rituals that take place every so often. Moon cycle rituals, yearly rituals, marriages, 
catch a lot of fish in Alaska. There's drums, maybe, or there's just a melody, or there's a very simple thing that the entire tribe can sing along with, so that way everyone gets involved in their ritual, and you don't have to be a super well-trained musician to do it. If music was that simple and sparse, with a light texture, musical texture being the amount of instruments that you hear, classical is a very large texture, Rock is actually not a very large texture, but it's, it's produced to give you that wall of sound. I had pictures to show of coffee and tobacco and marijuana. I didn't show them. You know what they look like. It's really not that important. But how do you hide? How do you hide alpha wave-inducing concepts inside of music? If it's just a flute or a guy singing or a girl singing, whatever, I don't think it'd be too easy to hide something there. It'd be very easy to tell, right? And to quote the incredible Benjamin Balderson, if you, excuse my French, if you take a shit in a cesspool, you're not going to notice but if you take a shit in a clean, perfectly clean, chlor, you know, chlorinated pool, it's going to be pretty obvious. Think about that with musical texture. And he was talking about how when you get off of sugar and you take a little tiny bit, your body's like, no, man, no, no, no. And that, that was his example. Like, well, and somebody said, well, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me that much. You're like, well, you got the cesspool. Your whole body's a cesspool. You can eat sugar all you want. Body doesn't even react to it. But once you get clean, not happening. Same thing with music. These light, simple to take in textures. Simple. It's very hard to hide anything in there. You'd notice it right away. You'd even notice if this person knocked into the microphone by accident or something. You'd notice that with no production. No Hollywood magic to hide it. But with a rock band or metal or some blues or any pop music because there's like 20 things going on at once that most of them are totally missed. Something to keep in mind. They're not even written by the people playing them to begin with. And classical. It's easy to hide things in this music. We got away from, and I've thankfully been involved in many studio projects that didn't do it this way, but we've evolved into a Pro Tools and if you're not sure what that is, it's a recording program that's pretty much the most popular one overall. You record track by track. Record the singer. Record the drummer. Record the guitarist. Record the bass player. Record the keyboard. Give me the brass. Give me the woodwinds. Give me the backup singers. And then the producer takes each separate thing and puts it into one obviously listenable and it sounds like we all played at the same time recording. That's already movie magic. You're hearing something that isn't necessarily a, a timepiece. You're not taking something that happened and then preserving it forever. You're taking many things that happened and putting them all into one thing so it can sound like something for you. And But thankfully, some people choose not to do this. And a lot of times, you can tell. You can always, you know the music's produced now, that's not even a question, but 
some of the old stuff, you can tell when everyone, what's called recorded live in the studio. Everyone is in the studio recording simultaneously. That's the take. What's harder about it is you less of a, if somebody makes a bad mistake, there's mistakes in recordings all the time like that. And they sound great, actually. That's like part of the magic is the human error. They're not robots. But when you, you know, you'd have to start the whole song over each time. And you're wasting valuable tape, which actually costs quite a lot to use. But you've got to be ready to record to tape. Are you ready to record to tape, they would say. But nowadays you can do half the song great. Second half didn't go so well. We'll patch you in halfway through, play the second half. And now you're getting this very much not human, chopped up thing. This is Hollywood magic. This is the production level that we receive nowadays for most things. And I'm not even getting into that whole Dolby Atmos and lossless audio thing that's going on. That is the most suspicious thing. People are already talking about it like it it's garbage, it's pointless, it isn't even you can't even experience it as a listener. You can't tell with headphones or speakers. It's not built for those things. The mediums we listen to our music on now mostly are not built for Dolby Atmos or lossless audio. We were talking about it for a little bit on my Telegram channel, actually. Shout out to Meta Soundworks. And there's a lot to unravel there, but it's all movie magic. And the most unfortunate part is you're not even hearing a song that somebody wrote to begin with. I would just love it if I could get albums of music that were 100% start to finish written by the people performing them. And that it was recorded live in the studio. Just give me a live recording. You know, I find that a lot of people are let down with live recordings from time to time, especially with rock bands, mostly, actually, with rock bands, because they're like, oh, man, this doesn't sound anything like the recording. And it's almost like they crave the studio Hollywood thing. And that's unfortunate, but that's, you know, that's how it goes. What are you going to do? It's not the end of the world. But, but... If so much of this stuff has five writers you've never heard of on the sides, making sure it sounds the way it's supposed to sound. Even that newest tune that just hit the big time, the uh, Richmond north of Richmond. And I happen to live in Richmond, Kentucky, but he's talking about Richmond, Virginia. I assume he's mentioning the White House that is north of him. The one and only White House that is the one that's still caged off from the world that you can't even get in and out of. Um... Even that song has that obvious progression, that, that, that certain sequence of chords that all these major pop hit tunes do. Either he's very smart to use it to, dr- to grab people right away, or unfortunately, maybe it is a construct. I didn't look into it enough to say, but there's reasons to be suspicious of something that was, you know, grassroots, guy who loves what he's doing, and it sounds like that. You know, I don't, I don't, and I don't think he's, he's not crediting himself as some amazing, you know, super musician. So it's not like we're supposed to expect that, but maybe that's all part of it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's timely for a song written and that mentioning the White House in the title without mentioning the White House. And then we've got, you know, the elections coming up. We've got the Trump mugshot looking like a bald eagle. I don't even, I'll get to that in a Probably a Rockfin exclusive, because that might be too hot for uh, YouTube. My point is, 
most of what you hear is produced. And within this music, it is very, very easy to hide things. So if you were to not listen to this one and only hear the episodes relating the music episode series I just had up to this point, you would see that I'm making a case for we're using music all wrong to begin with. The natural immutable laws of frequency are broken every day that we play and listen to music. Now, today, I'm saying that they've tricked you into using it constantly every day, far more than you're supposed to, and much louder than you should be because of headphones. Concerts are so much louder than they need to be. I get it. I've been to more metal shows than you, trust me. And I've played more metal shows than anyone you know, I assume. Just assuming. I know what it's like. I get it. It's nice to feel it. It's also not nice for something like a phone ringtone to sound different for two days because your ears are completely discombobulated, potentially beyond the point of return. I can't really put an earplug in my right ear as easily as my left ear. My right ear just kind of nudges it out a little bit. It's unfortunate, but that's where it is. That's where we're at. Music got louder over time up until the advent of technology where we could have recordings and speakers and stuff. Music started getting louder from the Baroque era into the classical, into the romantic, into the 20th century. Just listen to Wagner or Berlioz. Berlioz Requiem, the Symphony Fantastique from Berlioz, they are huge. It's the thickest texture I can picture. And if you listen to Wagner and, you know, any romantic opera and even some ballet, it sounds humongous. And this is, of course, leading up to what we have now. Um, music gets louder and louder. Radios couldn't even get that loud back then. Now you can buy a professional speaker system for one room in your house or for one vehicle. I know you've all heard of car pass by playing music that nobody in that car can properly listen to. Not possible. Bass frequencies need many, many feet of distance to for the sound wave to actually be its proper sound. You, you can't hear it when you're close. My bass amp sounds quiet. My big, huge bass amp sounds quieter up close than it does to the crowd. On stage, you wonder why a little tiny guitar amp sounds louder than your big, huge bass amp, but to the audience, all they're hearing is bass. There's bad sound guys. That's a problem. I think the, the sound guys, they typically just like, as the night goes on, they're just, they keep boosting things because they're hearing less bass as the ear protects itself more and more over time. And then they're just boost and then the crowd's just dying and then no one can hear each other talk. And that's the, you know, it's supposed to be like the experience, right? That you have, but, and even some classical music, you your ears can get rocked if you're not careful in certain pieces. I call for, you know, quadruple fortississimo and things like that. Don't worry if you don't know what it is. No big deal. But it's an issue. And I think it feels intentional. It feels very intentional. The louder it is, the easier it is to hide things in it. If we only see so much of the light spectrum, and it ain't much, imagine what can be subliminally heard. Alpha waves are very, very, very low frequencies. Single digits 
until a little bit higher. That's relatively unhearable. And I went over this in maybe episode, but I think it was 24. You are the ultimate instrument. Your ear does a lot of work to not have to hear every little thing. Think of voice isolation. If you're an editor of video in any way or sound, it's the same concept. Your ear doesn't hear your body pulsating inside of you. You wouldn't be able to hear anything past your heartbeat. So it knows what frequencies to kind of not listen to all the time, but there's ways to open those frequencies up. And placing you into an alpha wave state may be the easiest way to do it. I don't know. I can't find anything about it. It doesn't mean it isn't real. It means that it's probably being suppressed because the internet is getting much... Speaking of inversion, the internet is apparently getting smaller unless you take certain routes to do to find what's out there. That's pretty crazy to think of, but it's not what it was. And YouTube's got some pretty crazy regulations coming for all that fun stuff that I don't even want to talk about. So prepare for something. So there's big changes coming. But even... Just to re-mention that the cultural function has changed so much, where people seem to only relate to the image of an artist. It's not even the songs anymore. Most people don't know the words to half the songs. They're just singing the choruses. It doesn't, But no one's naming any bass players, that's for sure. <laughs> Unless it's Flea or Les Claypool. Or Sting. Can you name any other bass players if you're not in this realm of music? That isn't Flea or Les Claypool or Sting. That's my question of the day here. So it's not about the musicians. It's not even about the lyrics sometimes. Most people go to see a performer after hearing a few songs and loving them, and then they don't even know the other songs. So it's not like they're, you know, most people don't know a whole album. That's just the way it is now, and that's just what they want. It You can grab single songs on any of these Apple or Spotify um, you know, you can grab single songs. You don't need to get an album to hear a song. Some people don't even know albums exist. I'm not even kidding. Like, there's an album? It's crazy. So, mission accomplished for the people that wanted this. People, yeah. You know, I'm using this word lightly, as you can see. But, you know, rituals, songs, melodies, they had a cultural function. I was told by the amazing, speaking of bass players, Bakidi Kumalo, who you know from Paul Simon's Graceland album. Maybe I should get him on this show. He would love to chat with me about anything. He has an incredible story to tell. And he told me that you would grab the drum on the right before you left for school, you'd get a rhythm, and that would be your I'm walking to school rhythm. You bring a drum with you to school. They used them as Ways of transferring information, ways of keeping yourself sharp, memorizing things, having a way to just bond with people you just met. It's a beautiful thing. and But I'm sure the drum gets put down and you go into your class and you do your thing. I read in a really great book. Do I have it right here? No, I don't think I do. The Music of the South Seas. I'm almost positive it's called The Music of the South Seas. And there was this culture where only women are allowed to sing, but a man can sing just once when he proposes to his soon-to-be wife, hopefully, if she says yes. And I'm sure it wasn't that, you know, 
<laughs> you knew when it was happening. So how cool is that, you know? And I, I want to mention the, the wireless headphones for a moment because I've seen a lot of technology that involves an A and a B, a plus and a minus, whatever. And when something's in between them, something pretty crazy can happen. Imagine now you've got this wireless earbud on both sides of your head. What's going on there, right? And those particular ones, they go right into your ear. At least with this, you know, I've got this cone sitting outside and I don't have anything directly in my ear. And you can always control volume, but you know where the volume's going. It's not at one. And I'm reminding you of this to make us very solid case that we're, we're receiving subliminal, many subliminal things through the music that's available to us, especially the overly produced Hollywood music. We'll call it Hollywood music from now on. That's what I'm, that's my term, Hollywood music. People are completely unaware of the alpha wave state and or the ritual they've been tricked into listening to a certain song on repeat till the tears go away. I don't think that it's just another way to be soothed by something that is not a human being. And if it is a person singing on the other end, sure. But it's if you don't have a personal relationship with them, their voice is only reaching you at a certain type of produced level. It's not a human voice reverberating throughout the body to reach you. It's different. A live performance of, let's just say, let's just say a, a single singer, right? One singer. Live performance of a real singer. Touching your soul with their music, with their frequencies. It's never going to be matched on a recording. It's not possible. It's like showing somebody a picture of a movie or a video game. It's not really going to it's not going to transfer appropriately. It's not going to do justice to it, right? No chance. So, I think that overall, I've covered what I wanted to. I'm, I'm very, I had, and again, I had pictures to show and like I usually do, but they didn't happen today. I, I just kind of felt it. I was just kept going. I think that we have been tricked into an abusive overuse of many things that are potentially detrimental to us and only further carry along the awful stigma that your life is nothing. You're a blip in the middle of nothing. Just do your job and shut up. Go to sleep, maybe. Go to sleep by 1 a.m., after having ingested as much digital pleasure as possible. Go blast some music and blow your ears out. In the car on the way to work. In the car on the way home from work. Give your kids as little attention as possible. And who cares? They're just going to have to deal with the same bullshit you are anyway. This is the life they have created for you. And thankfully, people like you and a lot of other people are certainly waking up. And if they're really looking to push this whole thing again, like they did past three years ago, maybe, maybe more now, I have a strong feeling that what should have happened the first time, 
the type of resistance is probably going to happen much easier this time. But it still takes people like us to realize that, one, it's nobody's fault. They tricked all of us into everything that we know and believed. And number two is that it takes time. It takes time to fully wake up. But once the sun does come up from the horizon, it's as bright as it needs to be until it goes away. And it comes back every day. And this is reason for us to know that we are so much more than our rituals. We are so much more than our addictions. We are so much more than what they let us believe. Do your best to heighten your awareness of every single action and thing that you do every day, all day. You are constantly giving off energy and it goes very far. I'm not saying fake smiles, but do it. Just do it. You can tell over the phone if somebody's smiling or not. You can tell. You know it. It matters. It matters. And the world will jointly grow as the inversion of what I was speaking of. As music gets louder and louder and bigger and bigger, the world we know seems to shrink we got the internet, and the world is shrinking. It is supposed to be the opposite. There are accounts of planets being invisible until the, the group consciousness was available to receive it. It sounds like pseudoscience? I don't think so. Perhaps there's more to see in the sky than we could even imagine, and we're just not ready, and it won't even reveal itself until we are. Who knows? But if we keep listening to the garbage that's coming out lately, and for a long time now, the overproduced mania, all day, every day, constantly bombarding your ears with very, very loud sounds that it just doesn't want to deal with on a regular basis, it's one more step towards you becoming what they want you to become. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me for this. I am not exaggerating when I say that. It really is something that's, this is a big deal for me. And I think that through doing this, I've come to realize that I want to show as many people as I can how music works, how to listen to it, how to use it to actually balance yourself out. Music is based on ebb and flow, yin and yang like everything in the world. But a lot of people don't have that ebb and flow in their lives. But they have music. So even if they're not a player at all, they have music. They know what it is. If you can understand how music works at the simplest levels, you can easily start to achieve more resonance and understanding of your own self. And 
I offer that. I offer that as a teacher. And I'm completely available for this. Please contact me anytime if this is something that you'd be interested in. It's not a massage session. It's not Reiki. I have Eileen McCusick's tuning forks. It's not a biofield tuning session. It's, it's music therapy in its own way, I guess. So let me know. It's one of the many things I do here at Third Eye Edify, and I hope that you enjoyed where this music path has taken me. Coming up next, I have the living legend Topher Gardner on my episode, on my show. I'm very excited for that to be my next episode. And I'm certainly going to be releasing some more shorts that will be exclusive to Rockfin. And please find me there. If you subscribe through me to Rockfin, you'll have access to everything. And it's a lot. And if not there, I'm on Patreon. So please consider supporting my work because I am finding so much value in it for myself to be doing it. But I also want to be able to do it more, and it would help me have uh, find some more time for it. I'm going to be back on schedule one episode a week. I was off for a bit, and I'm just kind of acclimating to my surroundings. I had a lot of things to do, people to see, but it's helped me come to realize what I want to do moving forward with this, so I'm very happy about that, as a matter of fact. So I thank you very much. And I'll see you soon with lots more very interesting and exciting things, provocative thoughts, interviews, and more. Thank you so much.